are we keeping work discussion in as the pre-vamp or should we do something else? I mean, I'm okay with that. Okay. I just, I always, I always feel weird talking about work stuff on a podcast where I'm certain there's only like a 1% chance that a coworker would find it, including the coworkers who know I have podcasts and I have mm-hmm. written down the names of my podcasts. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Don't, by the way, hey, hey, anyone listening, if you're interested in starting a podcast, don't tell your coworkers. Because yeah. even if, so the worst case scenario is that they hear your podcast and think that somehow you're vagpotting about them. But we're mm-hmm. never had that. The best case scenario is still annoying though, because every week you'll hear someone say, are you still doing your podcast? And either, yes, you are. It's weekly. It's been four years. Or no, it hasn't. It crashed and burned. I'm not friends with anyone who I'm on it with anymore. Wait, what? That's that's just a worst case scenario. Oh, okay, okay. That hasn't actually happened to me. <laughs> okay, good. I'm glad. But yeah. It's it's the same as you never tell your coworkers that you're working on a novel because then every few weeks mm-hmm. they'll be like, so how's your novel going? And I'll, I'll be like, well, I started it 10 years ago and I haven't worked on it since because <laughs> capitalism exists. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One t- actually, no, a few months ago, someone asked me, like, how's your novel going, Tanner? And I just said, bad, leave me alone. Oh my god. <laughs> they must have been like, oh, Tanner had to kill a character off or something. <laughs> no, and, and later I was like, hey, I'm sorry for stabbing at you earlier, but also never ask me about my novel again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, you want to talk about Glee Project Season 1 for the last time? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Who the fuck is starting this episode? <laughs> I don't know, we could both say hello at the same time, see how that goes. Let's let's do the thing and try and say this opening phrase at the exact same time as each other, okay? <laughs> sure, why not? Alright. Just go ahead and grab a chair and listen now As we riff the show, Tanner and Christina gonna figure out Why we love this show Better grab your golden stars and slushies Cause you're listening You're listening To loser like me Loser like me Hello! Welcome to Loser Like Me! This is a Glee recap and review podcast and, and we are actually, actually wrapping exactly up, up loser nope. like <laughs> ha i got you do <laughs> <laughs> you think i didn't hear that you were just copying me i thought that was the goal well okay it must have been the lag then cuz to me it sounded like i was saying things and then you were like repeating I w- what i, I was, said i was i was i was trying to say the same things that you were saying at the same time you know that thing where people yes. they try and they figure out how to say the same thing at the same time and they stretch <laughs> their words out so that they can match each other and they just end up, you just sound like you're speaking well <laughs> <laughs> who i'm Tanner. and i'm christina I don't want to inflict bad audio upon people's ears today if I can help it. <laughs> oh, sometimes I forget that I'm in a podcast and I just yell. <laughs> I wonder if I, any of my neighbors know I podcast. I considered putting like a note under my neighbor's doors and being like, just so you know, I record podcasts sometimes. And so mm-hmm. let me know if I yell too much and I'll be conscientious of my noise levels. But I didn't do that because I didn't want... My thought was, what if the neighbors are jerks and then they're like, Never podcast again. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure they're fine. I'm sure they're all lovely people. 
I I have considered doing the same thing, but I ended up not doing it because my office and my podcast has an entire room between it and the apartment next door. And downstairs is just an old man, I think. I don't know if he has a partner living with him or not, but I'm not generally super yelly when I podcast, so I think I'm probably good. Truly, the only time I've heard ambient noises is, like, coming from the hallways when people are, like, they have their doors open and they are leaving. They're trying to do that, the, the guest exit thing where you open the door and stand the door and then talk for another 20 minutes. Yep. But that's really the only time I hear other people's voices. I don't think I've ever heard noises, like, in my apartment coming from another unit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The only times when I do is when, like, next door has a lot of people over, which is usually, like, Sunday dinner time. Ah. I do think my upstairs neighbor did drop a bunch of dishes one night. Oh no. In which case, rip. I hope they're okay. Yeah. I think they also have a dog, but I think that came later because I definitely I definitely recognize the sounds of ball bounce against floor and then the scattering <laughs> of paws. Dunk. 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 Okay. Let I have I have a short story related to that, which is that I was pet sitting this past week. And my friends have a very large, long-haired black cat. He is incredible and stupid, and I love him. And they have hardwood floors, which meant that whenever he saw me come over to, you know, like, feed him and clean his litter box, he'd do, like, the Halloween cat thing with, like, the back where they, like, arch it real high. And then he would scatter off across the floor. But... His paws were so big and so fluffy that he would slip and slide as he was trying to flee. Oh no! He's very cute, and after after like five minutes, he's like, Oh, wait, the neurons in my brain sparked and I remember who you are now, you're good. <laughs> Which is nice, because he's smarter than their golden retriever. Yeah. <laughs> Just barely, though. Um. Anyways, hi, we're, we're wrapping up the Glee Project. Yeah! We finished watching the Glee Project last time, and today we get to talk about how we felt about it. Ah, uh, yeah. I guess the question is, do we want to, like, do a check-in, like, how we felt about it first, or do we want to talk about some of the questions and uh, content that we were sent in? <laughs> I feel bad. I feel bad for watching it and allowing it to happen. I feel like I am somehow responsible for this. Yeah. That being said, I feel like I'm also responsible for it. It does seem like there's a resurgence of people, like, asking Glee Project people about their experiences, like, segue into... Uh, some TikToks that we were sent by Esther mm-hmm. from McKinley's TikTok, where, mm-hmm. or she's going by or, Mickey now. Yeah, Mickey, yeah. She talks about, truly, it really, if you thought we were exaggerating about the Wilderness Survival Camp. We were under-exaggerating. <laughs> they had to search for hair for ticks. They had to watch out for snakes. Hashtag King's Quest. They, <laughs> there was no <laughs> roof in the shared bathroom. Mm-hmm. They could have conversations while they showered. Mm-hmm. Most of their talking heads were recorded at like 3 a.m. Mm-hmm. It sounds like they had inhumanly long production days. Yeah. The homework winners usually had to get up even earlier than the other contestants. So if you're wondering how like Marissa and Hannah might underperform after winning the homework assignment, it's probably because they only got two hours of sleep. Mm-hmm. 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 And the, the part... Of since it sounds like we're talking about this right now, (laughs) the part of Mickey's TikToks that was, I guess, the most heartbreaking to me was that she mentioned that when everyone arrived on set, they were immediately sequestered into individual rooms by themselves, and all enrichment 
activities and opportunities were removed <laughs> from them. Like Mickey said, like they took away her cell phone, her books, and her guitar, and she was left in a room by herself with only a bag of potato chips for company and sustenance for like five or six hours. <laughs> yeah. So I yeah I also was not far off when I called this the Glee Stand for Prison Experiment. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's just I'm very glad that. I'm glad they weren't trying to shoot this with, like, middle schoolers, because that would probably have gotten, like, an actual lawsuit filed against them. Well, that, that's the thing, is that th they could probably get away with it because they were all of age. If it was middle school, mm -hmm. I mean, I'm sure there was bullshit going on behind the scenes of Kid Nation, but, like, Kid Nation had some kind of protections going on about, whereas the Glee Project, like, it's adults, they signed up, they volunteered. Mm -hmm. It's the Wild West. It is more of a Wild West than the actual Kid Nation. Yeah, and I feel like this is also probably a good time because like i wrote up a couple of things for us to talk about in like the context of the show itself oh can i say one more thing yeah yeah go for it <laughs> from the tiktoks is that so after the five hour seque sequester with like just stare at the blank wall for comfort um Sleep. They, <laughs> yeah they all met each other and this is the first time they found out who from the callbacks had made it to on the show proper and then mickey points out that they had to refilm that like seven weeks in because they screwed up the footage of the actual time they all met each other. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So when I was joking about how this is the, the producer's first time running a reality show, I wasn't far off there either. Yeah. Yeah. So what I kind of wanted to talk about, like, to start off with was I was thinking about, like, what makes a successful competition show? And I did a little bit of research and... Apparently, the Glee Project qualifies as what I believe is called a job search reality show. Yeah. Where, like, you are specifically, like, having people compete for a job opportunity, which is apparently pretty common when it comes to uh, reality shows. And the biggest things that I was thinking of, like, in terms of, is this a successful reality show? Were the competitive elements and eliminations fair? Was it a fair and healthy work environment? And did they receive support from the executives, producers, mentors, and staff? I think the answer to all those questions is a resounding no. Yeah, because like part of the thing on Wikipedia too was like, I'm going to talk about this first, was like Wikipedia mentioned that in a reality job competition application hiring process show, that it usually involves judges who act as counselors and mentors. And I feel like that statistically did not happen in the context of Glee Project because from, from our experiences and watching it and from hearing and reading testimony from Lindsay and Mickey and Ellis, and that's just who I remember off the top of my head, like, the, it sounds like the only person in the judge-mentor leadership team who was really like supportive of them was like zach and brooke yeah and like that's i'm saying that in the course of like general support because like we all know that the executive producers loved that samuel was their little mew mew after cameron decided to leave oh yeah pretty much but like i feel like zach and brooke were the ones who were the most supportive across the board and then we like we even saw on the show that like Nikki would specifically like tear competitors down and that Ryan Murphy was very I'm trying to think of a word that is like like chaotic but more fairy. No, he's not even chaotic that. because he was so subdued. 
inconsistent. Inconsistent in what they were looking for from the contestants. Yeah. And, like, the... They didn't have much of a support system, it sounded like. Like, the whole thing about, like, oh, Glee is not a show that needs you to be able to act. Yes, it does. And you know what they didn't get at all is anything in acting. Yeah. So... If, so this is another something that I wanted to pitch was like, real quick, mm-hmm. how would we fix the Glee project? Um. I have two ideas. Just, just off the cuff, have active support systems in place for the competitors. Have at least one counselor, have an intimacy counselor, or support whatever their official job title is. Don't put them in the fucking woods. <laughs> yeah. Set them up in an environment which will not harm their performances, and probably also a retool of the way that the homework and, like, I'm going to call it, like, the training is handled, and show that they have this support system and structure in place. <laughs> yeah, I think the, the structure of, okay, so if you wanted to do it as an elimination show, they should have mm-hmm. done it closer to something like How Do You Solve a Problem Like Maria, which was an actual reality show where people competed to play Maria on Sound of Music. Wild. But see, that one was staged more like American Idol, where it was like, once you got the ten final Marias, they all sang a song each week, and they would have a sing-off in front of Andrew Lloyd Webber, and he would pick who was eliminated, but the, like, the bottom two were voted on by the public. So mm-hmm. I think if we had something, like, if we had... If we had 12, these 12 contenders, where instead of it all being pre-recorded, they all sang a song live, and then the public voted on who got to be on Glee for a role that was like a placeholder role, kind of. Mm-hmm. Like, the, the, they already had written out what the role's intention was, and then they would fill out the details based on who was cast. Yeah, like, like if they said, we are we are going to be auditioning, like, we're, we need to fill, say... We need to have we have two students who we will need to have be joining the Glee Club as freshmen. We don't mm-hmm. know what kind of you know what just occurred to me also they could have had them do like chemistry tests or like whatever the platonic version of that is with like the actual cast members, like see how well they do as scene partners too. Yeah, well see the the thing is with that, I feel like if if they start did that regularly enough, they might actually have to pay them as actors instead of mm. contestants. And we all know how Glee hates paying people. Exactly. Like, I, I agree. That's definitely something that they should have done. It would have been cool even if, like, this show was going while Glee was going. And, like, one of them appears as, like, a bit character every episode just so we could see how they work with the Glee club. Like, here's an episode, and, oh, Cam is playing a random warbler. Or here's an episode where Ellis is, like, the freshman who idolizes Rachel. Can you imagine? <laughs> <laughs> Ellis is a stronger person than that. Yeah, but yeah, stuff like that. But I also think that because this is something I found out, and we can, I might as well say it now, saving it for the actual season three, but when Lindsay was in one of her interviews, she talked about how the role that she got in season three wasn't written for her. It was a role that they're already planning and writing out, and they just put her in because it already fit her. Mm-hmm. But I'm thinking you could easily just have a very bare bones role in the planning stages. And it's like, we're casting for a guy who is new to the school and is going to idolize Finn. And we're casting for a girl who is kind of rebellious and joins the Glee Club later. And it's like, okay, you got, y'all got sing and we'll fill in the details as you progress further. And then we'll figure mm-hmm. out how to put you in. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, the writers on Glee are lazy. <laughs> yes. The other structure, the way you can structure the show that I thought of, was... Yeah, shoot. 
kind of sort of inspired by the current season of Drag Race All-Stars, which is, because it's an all-winner season, there's no eliminations. Interesting, okay. And maybe just, that's really the only thing that I'm taking from it that inspires me. Um, but instead of making this a competition job search, be it more like a docuseries about the casting process, like, we have brought in eight non-professional kids who we are going to show how the recording booth works, how the acting works, that all of this, we are going to do the test readings with the, the cast, and then at the end, because we have gone through a normal audition process, we now have an idea of who we want to cast for these roles. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And and much like how like Sam had auditioned for Sam and then was cast as Joe, or... Cord had auditioned for, I think, Finn and was cast as Sam. And I think Blaine also, or I think, who's the real Blaine? Darren, <laughs> Darren. Chris. Had Darren, I think, had also auditioned for Finn. And they're like, you're not Finn. And then later they called him off like, you are now Blaine. Stuff mm-hmm. like that could easily happen if they did it in the second way I suggested, where it's like, well, we've ca- we have cast Damien and Lindsay as the two real people, but also we like the idea of two other people. So you guys can come in and bit roles. And it would be like, Pretty probably progressed the same way that the show proper did, but they went through an actual casting process instead of some kind of Hunger Games. Yeah, literally, Hunger Games but with less overt violence. Unless you count the wildlife. Yeah. But yeah, that's my pitch for how to fix the Glee project. Just because I like, I do like the idea of seeing the process behind the casting. Like that's why I've multiple mm-hmm. times I've said it would be cool if they made a Glee project, but for the Power Rangers casting process. Mm-hmm. No, obviously. This idea comes with the same revisions I suggested. We're like, maybe don't stick them in the wilderness. Yeah, maybe, yeah. Maybe for Power Rangers, you should stick them in the wilderness because you're filming in the New Zealand wilderness occasionally. Well, yeah, but like, not in like the actual, actual wilderness. Like, it's not you got to pitch your own tent wilderness. It's, hey, here's the lodge. <laughs> There's a roof over the bathroom. Exactly. <laughs> the bar is so low. Mm-hmm. Anyways, that's... That's what I've got for my pitches. Do you, uh, do you want to get into the questions proper, or do you have any other thoughts in general? I just wanted to talk about how, like, the competition aspects were not necessarily fair. Yeah. <laughs> because, like, as we mentioned earlier, like, Cameron and Sam were, and Damien to a certain extent, like, were the favorites, even from... It's it's like you could tell even from very early on like who the favorites were just based on how much the editors cut together footage. Like I think we mentioned this during the episodes, but like we were talking about like how they were telling Marissa that she needed to be more in the foreground instead of fading into the background and she's like, I'm trying and they continued to edit her out of focus. And yeah. just showing their hand on who was already favorites to win even if they kept putting Damien in the bottom three week after week after week after week after week. And even as much as Samuel, not Samuel, Samuel was never bullied on the show (laughs) by the producers (laughs) that we know of. But like thinking also about how like they, like they put Lindsay through the ringer and like Alex to a certain extent in that one time when Alex was like, yeah, I'm a team player. You know, the people are better than dancing than me and i want them to be the stars and they're like well you don't want to win then do you alex (laughs) and it's just this also ties in with the inconsistency that comes from anything attached to the glee name so do you have any thoughts or (laughs) or are we good no i think i think we've exhausted our general thoughts about the show more may arise via the questions Mm -hmm. yeah so let's get into them yeah let's go for it 
right off the bat, we did already talk about the TikToks that listener Esther at Esther Express yes, uh, th- sent to th- us. Thank you, Esther. So. Also, thank you, Mickey. Truly thank you, any Glee Project contestant that spills the tea about the show. Every <laughs> yes. time you do, more and more, I want the, like, Glee Project exposed special. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But only if you're willing to do it. <laughs> yeah, obviously. I think if they knew that it would not be, like, a sympathetic look on the show, then they would be very willing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Investigative journalism. Exactly. Libel. <laughs> Alright, you want to go ahead and read the next question and then I can do the one after it? Okay. So this first question comes from Emily at Mpandanada. Thank you for editing these episodes, Emily. You're a miracle worker and a lifesaver. Yes, you are. Thank you so much. (laughs) If you could pick one eliminated contestant to have won the season, who would you pick? For me, it's kind of that thing where it's like, I don't know if I would have wanted to change history because I think think most of the Glee Project competitors have ended up in positive situations regardless of how they placed in the show. I think I personally would have picked, if we're going to do like a top four, I would have personally put like, I would have put Alex as the winner, as like one of the winners outright, and then either Lindsay or Damien for like co-winner, and then I would have put Hannah and maybe Mickey or Mateus maybe as the runners up. So I truly would have preferred if they all somehow managed to get on the show. Yes, yeah. Realistically, though, I think I would have just taken Samuel out and put Hannah in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think, obviously, it would it'd be a very different character arc. I think I feel like if if it was that scenario, then mm-hmm. Damien would have filled, or Rory would have filled a, more of a role that Joe does on the show. Where For God's he... sake, he's Irish. He can be Catholic, too. Two for a exactly. token minority. <laughs> like, I think we could definitely fold that in where it's like, oh, we have the joke, haha, Brittany thinks he's a leprechaun, but also he can, like, bond with Quinn over their religion stuff and maybe have, like, a romance briefly. <laughs> I think if Alex was one of the co-winners, then they could have filled the Damien slash Rory thing initially in the sense that they, in the third season, they set up Rory to be Finn's second-in-command, kind of. And then they never really go anywhere with that because they realized Damien wasn't a great actor yet. And that's Mm -hmm. something I will get more into in the third season because he has also talked about that in interviews. Yeah. But I think it would be an interesting dynamic to have Alex, like, try and be, like, encouraged to be more masculine. uh, But, like, always being drawn to Mercedes and Kurt as, like, oh, I wish I could be just like the two of you. And eventually, like, Finn's leader moment, Finn's come to grilled cheeses moment isn't saying you need to be masculine. It's saying you need to be you. You gotta be you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Put on those heels, girl. I still have my Lady Gaga shower curtain dress. Oh, this isn't gonna fit you. It's way too thin and way too tall. <laughs> we will resize it. Yes. And Lindsay would be God, the same. Could you, could you imagine if that in, in this universe, if there was a very fun moment where it was everybody in the Glee Club coming together to support Alex's character in their gender identity journey and be like, Okay, cool. Everyone's gonna team up, and we're gonna we're gonna get you a new wardrobe. Exactly. <laughs> Please continue. I think Lindsay would be the same. She'd still be Harmony. It'd be cool if the like she was a rival that lasted longer than just two episodes. Mm-hmm. Personally, I think it would be cool if she run over Rachel with her car. But like, <laughs> it, we we can't change history that much. Mm-hmm. And then I think Hannah would be like the shrinking violet cousin of Lauren who then like learns how to be a cool girl from Lauren, which means that if Hannah's there, Lauren also gets to stay. <laughs> Yes. Yes. 
God, could you could you imagine the power team of Ashley Fink and Hannah McElwain? <laughs> <laughs> it would be very powerful. Also, just for fun, this doesn't relate to any of the questions, but I, I did make a note of who I would cast if I had to completely recast the Glee the show with Glee Project Contenders for season one slash two. Uh-huh. Damon would play Finn. Yeah. Lindsay would play Rachel. Mm-hmm. Alex would play Kurt. Mm-hmm. Mickey would play Mercedes. Mm-hmm. Ellis would play Tina. Yes, goth. <laughs> Cameron would play Artie question mark? Because he wears glasses? <laughs> I don't know if we'd still be sticking him in the wheelchair. I don't think we should. Putting Artie in the wheelchair was a mistake from the hop. <laughs> yes, it was. Marissa would play Quinn. Aww. Bryce would play Puck. Mm-hmm. Emily would play Santana because she was already doing so on the show. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hannah would play Brittany. Oh, uh, Hannah, <laughs> Hannah McElwain playing a reality warper. Excellent. <laughs> Mateus would play Matt or Sam, just depending on the timing of it. Because mm-hmm. I'm leaning more towards Sam because mm-hmm. uh, abs and queer. <laughs> yeah. And then... Sam is Mike. Dance. You know, initially I had that, but I did just delete that. So Mike is actually still played by Harry Shum Jr. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> nice. Um, did we miss anyone? Or did you miss anyone, I guess? Because I had no input in this. I d- no, that was like, I, I this, made the this list. This was your dream project. I checked it twice. <laughs> I said, cool. my, my Glee project. <laughs> Although it just occurred to me that, you know, you always could put, you always could write characters as played by the Glee project contestants into Glee Reprise. Uh, I haven't done any fan casting for Glee Reprise. I did that all when I was writing fanfic years before, where I did put Cameron and Hannah in. Nice. And Glee Project 2 people. Cool. I actually, the an episode I didn't get to writing would be when Hannah's character and Unique and Mercedes and Lauren all sing Wings by Little Mix. Oh my god, excellent. Which would excellent have been better choice. than when they actually singed Wings in the show. They sing Wings in the show? Yeah, they sing it in season four. It's such a nothing song. Moving on! Anyway, uh, next, next question. question. Our next question comes from Jake at JJ underscore Mason. He asks, was it worth it? Uh, I'm gonna say yes. I feel like soft he exposed yes. some crimes. I feel like Dateline. <laughs> yeah, soft yes for me because it's like I... Through watching the Glee Project, I have gotten to learn a lot about the contestants, and I've 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 broadened my horizons and found new performers that I now follow on Instagram. <laughs> yeah, truly, I I think the general consensus of the two of us, well, I think most Glee Project fans, is mm-hmm. we're glad we were exposed to you. You're really talented. God, I wish it was under better circumstances. Yes. Yeah, I wish it wouldn't have had to happen to you like this, but I'm glad you got where you are. <laughs> All right. Our next question is another one from Emily. You just deleted something. <laughs> no, I changed the order. Oh, okay. Go for it. Our next question comes from Emily, but it also comes from Casey at Miss Nightmare 24, which have both essentially asked which performance of the season did we think was the best, even if they were short? And uh, Casey, as the addendum, which covers were bad? <laughs> one second. I'm going to pull up a list of songs in the Glee Project. I'm going to say there were no bad covers. Just songs that were already bad, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, I am truly of the opinion, I mentioned this before, I think Hey Big Spender and Mac the Knife are both just bad songs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Ellis did a great job with what she had, but what she had was not very good. Yeah. I... Sorry, finish what you are going to say. I'm still looking No, that was the, the end of the <laughs> sentence. Personally, for me, like, I wouldn't say that there were, like, 
bad I don't think there were any bad performances, but I think there were bad music videos. Like for me, I think it's got to be like I think Mad World is my least favorite total experience. Be- what? Con- it's the worst concept. It's bad from the start. Yes, yeah. And it's all it's followed shortly by the one every music video where the contestants were told to kiss each other without their consent or knowledge ahead of time. Yeah. Because that still skeeves me out. <laughs> the only exception was just terribly edited. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm willing to give that a tiny bit more credit because, like, that was just the editing was not great. It, the concept itself was not bad. Do you have a favorite performance, Tanner? I have one more bad performance I want to cite. Oh, which yeah, go, is another go for thing it. that I did mention in the episode. But when Mateus sang down in the danceability episode, yeah, that was bad. But it's an, I'm still not going to blame him because that's not a song that's performed. That's a song no. that's produced. That that is a song that you sing in the recording studio and then do all the auto tuning for. And it is yes. also a song that you don't go see it in a concert. You listen to it while you're doing cardio. <laughs> Yes, that was a song, that song was bad because the producers made a bad choice. They were deliberately trying to sabotage him with the last year's performance. Yeah. (laughs) Choice. But then they sent McKinley home anyway. Yeah. (sighs) Anyways, my good songs, here's the, so many of them were good. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I want to say, like, every time Alex performed it was great, but also none of them stand out to me just because they're all in Alex's wheelhouse. Mm-hmm. Like, none of them made me go, whoa, any more than the original does, because Alex sounds great when they are singing stuff from Dreamgirls. They're great when they're singing Gloria Gaynor. They're great when they are singing, uh, what else did they sing? Gospel songs. <laughs> yeah, all, all that stuff. It's all in their warehouse. They're great. And I love Alex Newell's voice. I think my favorite Alex Newell songs are the ones that they sing in later seasons and also after the show. <laughs> because mm-hmm. that's when they started really branching out and instead of doing songs that you expect them to sing it's like i am gracing this song with my presence <laughs> <laughs> but my my three standouts mm-hmm. are do i have three stands my my two standouts i would say actually yeah because i can't say fireworks my favorite it does have some weak spots mm-hmm. so my first standout is going to be under pressure ice ice baby first because since it's a mashup it's a little bit more original than everything else I like the arrangement. Mm-hmm. I think Sam, and, as much as I rag on Sam, Sam is good at rap and Hannah is great at rap. Yes. And it, it, has, it has a great Cameron moment because I still get chills when he talks about how love's such an old-fashioned word. And then also my second favorite one is when Lindsay did Gimme Gimme in the finale. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. I, I had forgotten about that when I first watched the show, but since rewatching the finale... The the way that she sings, gimme, gimme, is just kind of stuck in my head. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm still going through the list. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking have, I have down stuck in my head now. <laughs> See, I woke up this morning with a song from an Olsen Twins vehicle from, like, the early aughts slash late 90s stuck in my head. <laughs> That's wild. And yet somehow segues into a thought I had earlier. Yeah, shoot. I'm still going through the list. <laughs> Mickey has... Oh, what's her name? Elizabeth, Mickey has Elizabeth Olsen energy in those TikToks we watched. Oh, yes. Does that make sense? I think I can see that, yeah. Like, she she carries herself kind of the way that Elizabeth Olsen was playing Wanda, especially in WandaVision. I would love to see... If they I haven't like seen rebooted, WandaVision. <laughs> if, they, if they rebooted Bewitched, I think McKinley would be a great casting choice for Samantha. Aw, oh, that would be fun. And I know this is a, a random poll from out of nowhere... Mm-hmm. But I'm gonna speak it into the universe. Yes. No, I just. Oh wait, did. no, you already did it. Yeah. 
I thought you were leading into a bigger into a bigger idea that you wanted to put into no, the, the universe. No, the big idea is Mickey playing Samantha on a uh, Bewitched reboot. Nice. Good choice. You know, I just remembered, <laughs> but they made Samuel sing the song Animal, and all he did was wear a pink shirt and take his shoes off. <laughs> and glower. Yeah. He has one expression, and it's the smolder. He doesn't know how to turn it off, and it is terminal. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm narrowing it down. <laughs> Christina is going through a full bracket podcast in her head. I- <laughs> Stay tuned, listeners. No, I literally have notes that I've been taking on a napkin that I had at my desk because I have my coffee here, too. Okay, I think I've got it down to a top four, if that's okay. Because I sang a lot of songs on this show. (laughs) My honorable mention is Don't You Want Me, um, which was by Samuel and Marissa, because it was a lot of fun, and I think it was a lot better than the original in the context of Glee. So it was better than the Glee cover is what you mean? Yes, yeah. yeah. Their their version was better than the Glee cover. My third favorite was I Am Changing by Alex from the finale because very because Alex is very good. You know what? Yeah, that is that is really good. I, I th- mm-hmm. th- that is actually one where like it's already a great song, but Alex graces it with mm-hmm. their presence. Mm-hmm. Especially because I still remember that in my notes, Alex was like, and nothing's ever going to stop me now. And I'm like, and nothing ever will. <laughs> Uh, and then my second favorite was True Colors, which they all did for the homework assignment in whichever episode it was where Jenna was the guest mentor. Because it just, it, it happy song. It happy song they got to sing happy. <laughs> they got to be happy for once. That was in Believability. <laughs> yes. And then my, I think my best song has to be Raise Your Glass. Because I love it when the band gets back together and... It seems like they all got to have a lot of fun in that music video, even if they were it was probably incredibly cold on top of the skyscraper. But it's like they had everyone back together again, and they were all having fun, and everyone got their little moment of stardom. And, like, I love Darren Chris. This was better. <laughs> my favorite moment from Razor Glass is when Sam goes, Oh, my glass is empty! And then it cuts to Ellis, who just nods knowingly. Mm-hmm. I think my still I think my favorite moment is still Mickey going yeah <laughs> just because it still makes me laugh. Okay, I can do the next one. Sorry, I'm just watching a quick video. Okay, I'm gonna have to send it to you after. Okay, keep your spoilers. Okay, yeah. So this is the ad for how do you solve a problem like Maria? Oh my god! Yeah, I googled this after you sent it to me, and this is wild. Andrew Lloyd Webber said. How do you solve a problem like Maria? Nope, hold up British accent. How do you solve a problem like Maria? <laughs> you do an audition <laughs> process on television. Andrew Lloyd Webber, commonly known as the British Ryan Murphy. Oh god. Oh god. It's it's like watching Julie Andrews fighting with herself. <laughs> someone had, someone had copy-paste. <laughs> and there's also, I did just what remember- What the fuck? They're fighting! They're fighting! It's a Maria fight! It's an all-Maria brawl! How do you solve a problem like Maria? You clone her 50,000 times and set them to fight to the death! The hills are alive! Block this overhead! Oh my god. Oh my god. And I, I did just remember also that... Can we watch this online? Probably? I'm sure if we look hard enough, we can find episodes. Um, I did just remember that there was an American counterpart called oh? You're the One That I Want, where they basically, it was the same idea, but it was casting oh, for yeah, Danny and Sandy. Oh, yeah, with Greece. Yeah. And the intro was basically the same idea, 
where it's the Danny, Danny and Sandy hopefuls fighting each other. But that one I cannot find. <laughs> I'm just imagining the teaser for that one. Like, what would it be them, like, hitting each other with grease lightning? <laughs> <laughs> They're, like, getting into a brawl at the carnival. Oh, Laura Osnes was in it. She won. Oh, wait, never mind. She's an anti-vaxxer. I take it back. I'm no longer <laughs> excited. <laughs> oh, my God. They had nicknames. Oh, yeah. There was, like, Sensitive Danny and Sports Danny. <laughs> Slacker Danny, Hot Danny, Wholesome Danny, Ambitious Danny, Bellhop Danny, Boy Band Danny, and Second Chance Danny. (laughs) And the Sandys were Small Town Sandy, Ballerina Sandy, Baby Sandy, Spiritual Sandy, Serious Sandy, Rock Chick Sandy, and Emotional Sandy. Oh, never mind. I I did find the intro as part of the episode. (laughs) Oh my. Hang on, I'm sending this one to you now, too. It should start with the intro at a minute 40. Oh, video unavailable. <laughs> it's only available in Canada. <laughs> Apparently so. <laughs> That's okay, I can look it up later. Anyway, next question. Just just imagine a brawl like this, but it's a, a whole bunch of people cosplaying the Glee cast. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> put, put an actual wrestler in the show, but like with a wig that looks like Rachel's hair. <laughs> The Glee Project, hosted by... I'm trying to think of a wrestler who people like. Hosted by Hangman Page. Orange Cassidy. (laughs) I think Orange Cassidy should take over for Ryan Murphy on all his projects. Yes. It's a sentence that means nothing. Remember (laughs) questions? (laughs) Yes. Speaking of questions, this is one actually that I sent it. I I asked on Twitter, which contestants should have gotten to do duets together? Um, who would have sounded... It would have been fun for Damien and Alex to sing together, just because they never got a chance. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And also Alex and Cameron. Yeah. And Cameron and Mateus. That would have been interesting. You know what they could have done? They could have sang, like, Beautiful Soul by Jesse McCartney or something. Ooh, yeah. The voice of Roxas. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I just love that for me, my linchpin is, has become Roxas, not... <laughs> Not musician, Jesse McCartney. <laughs> but hey, you know what? Whatever could see that cash money. Yeah. Hey, at least he likes playing Roxas. And he's like... Yes. He's, he's, I mean, Hidden Penetier, I'm sure she liked playing Kyrie, But also, she had bigger and better things to love, so she had to leave. <laughs> yes. Whereas Jesse McCartney has always made time for Kingdom Hearts. Mm-hmm. And so is... Oh, God. Sora's voice Haley Haley Joel Osment. Haley Joel Osment. Thank you. You know what would be buck wild? What if they got Jamie Lee Curtis to voice someone in Kingdom Hearts? <laughs> She likes video games. <laughs> she play. She plays Warcraft. God, could you imagine Jamie Lee Curtis playing like Aqua Twenty Years in the Future? <laughs> anyway, as far as duets go, I think it would have been fun to hear McKinley and Alex sing together. Oh yes, and ooh, Lindsay and Ellis doing a jazz duet. That would have been fun. It it would be more likely to happen now than then because they clearly didn't get along. Like, mm-hmm. Glee Project problems aside. Yeah, yeah. And aside from that... McKinley and Cameron. Nice, yeah. I think they have... Guitars! They have, yeah, guitars, similar wheelhouses. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ooh, what about, what about Bryce and Sam? That would probably sound good sonically. It's mm-hmm. just that I, I don't care for Sam. Fair, fair. <laughs> also because representation... Or not representation, uh, the 
because equity. Uh, I think I would want to hear Marissa do a duet with thinking back through the contestants. Emily? She's the only one we haven't cited yet. Yeah, yeah, why not? Well, I guess we didn't mention Hannah, but I think Hannah got a duet with all the people I would want Hannah to duet with. Mm-hmm. Hannah got a duet with Alex. Should have been bigger, but... Yeah. Should have been longer. <laughs> Excuse me. I think it would have been cool, too, to get to do, like, like a gender-separated group performance. Like, all the girls sing together, all the guys sing together, and Alex gets to pick whatever side they want. <laughs> <laughs> Alex gets to be in both. Yes. Or Alex is the judge. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. I can read the next one, too, because okay. you read a couple in a row. Okay. Another question from Emily at Empandonata again, saying her username again, that is. She hasn't changed it since the, during the recording. No, I hope not. <laughs> Who do you think is a dog person, cat person, both, neither? Okay, I'm just going to go run, run up the list. Yes. Bryce, dog. Dog. Ellis, cat, and horse. Yes, statistically, empirically, it's been yes. proven. Emily, both, as long as they're small and kind of dumb. Yeah, I could see Emily with like like a small like I'm thinking Emily has a Bichon Shih Tzu and an orange tabby. Ah, there we go. Orange tabbies are the best and the dumbest. <laughs> I love them. McKinley dog? <laughs> yeah. A dog, but like I could see her with like an athletic dog. Um, Ooh, Pitbull Rescue. Yeah, that one. Mateus has a dog with his boyfriend. Nice. Marissa, cats and one lizard. Ooh, lizard. Cameron don't think Cam- mm. I don't think Cameron does pets. Yeah, I could see that. Ca- Cameron likes your pets and appreciates your pets. Cameron does not have pets of his own. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hannah, I'm pretty sure I've seen her with a dog, but she's probably both. Yeah. Alex, a dog that doesn't shed. Yes. Or one of those, like, hairless cats with a sweater. <laughs> um, I think that would also be Lindsay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't go- I don't follow her on Instagram. I pretty much only follow people I know on Instagram. So has she posted pet photos before? I don't think so, but I also only started following her like three weeks ago. <laughs> and Fair she's enough. currently on tour with Bean Girls, so. I feel like she would have a ferret if her schedule allowed. Yes. Because rodents are high maintenance, but also ferrets. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. An emotional support ferret. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Damien, Damien has, has a dog. A, dog. a, yes. a pretty new dog. Oh, nice. Golden Retriever. I'm just checking what his name is. Doesn't have a name on that picture. Mr. Puddles. Oh my god. Who at, at this point is a teenager on account of his paws are no longer the size of his head. Aww. And Samuel... Mm, maybe a dog. Samuel could go either way. Doesn't he have a dog? I have no idea. I don't follow him on Instagram. I think he does. I vaguely remember seeing that in the... I think, wasn't it Amy Lovett, the video? Sure. Yeah. Want to read the next question? Yeah, Sure. Okay, so this one is an interesting question. Uh, this is from our friend Jams at Jams Wilk. A runaway train leaves Los Angeles at 9.45 a.m., averaging 85 miles per hour. A midnight train to Georgia is headed in the opposite direction, leaves Canada at 12.15 p.m., averaging 95 miles per hour. To the nearest mile, how far are the two trains from each other at 1.15 p.m.? And to that I say, Jams, it is Pride Month. You cannot make us do math on a podcast. Well, d- furthermore, okay, so because I, yeah, I, I'm gay. I can't do math anymore but i used to be able to and i would like to point out that there's several fallacies in here for one we don't know where in georgia the train is headed to we also don't know where in canada it's leaving from like you could mm-hmm. assume maybe you could assume toronto to atlanta that's true. but that, that's th- true. that is a lot of space that you're assuming and a great lake <laughs> Ex- exactly and you, like you are 
there's the entirety of Canada that the train could be coming from. And depending on where it's leaving from Canada, if the LA train is heading in the opposite direction, it is driving directly into the sea. (laughs) Also, this is a huge gap of time between them. The LA train is leaving in the morning. The midnight train is leaving in the evening. Now, if it's a runaway train. No, afternoon. Midnight train is leaving in the afternoon. Then it's not a midnight train. It's just leaving at noon. (laughs) Also, as someone who's ridden on a train within the last five years, we also would need to take into account however long it would take if the train had to move to a different track so that a cargo train could use it, which is a delay of at least half an hour in my personal experience. We also don't know the runaway train's destination or if it is stopped at any point. I mean, if it's a runaway train, maybe it's just like screaming past everyone. Could you imagine a Fast and the Furious with trains instead of cars? <laughs> I'm almost certain that's already happened. Oh, you oh mean my. just trains? Just trains, yeah. Hmm. I think that's power. That's Tokyo. <laughs> that's that's power trainers. <laughs> anyway, the answer is I don't know, and I don't care to do the math. Yeah. I'm sorry, Jams. My answer is that I don't do math, but I have good news for you, Jams. You clearly can't do math either. Happy Pride. <laughs> <laughs> Technically, this next question is also from Jams, but it's from Jams's other podcast, Saturday Morning Obscurities at Saturday Mo Pod, which we've both been on. It's a good podcast. Listen to it. It's a very good podcast. Um, Much happy. Yeah, this question is, do you think the world would benefit from a Glee cartoon? Yes. I think for me, it would have to be very dependent on how it was created, who it was created by, and who they would have on it. Because, like, what are we talking here? Christina, Christina, you know how Supernatural had an anime? What the fuck? I think Glee should have an anime. Tanner, are you going to have to make me Google Supernatural anime in the year of our Lord 2022? I mean, I'm not making you do anything. If you do it, that's all on you. But Supernatural did have an anime adaptation of, like, the first season or the first two seasons. Oh my god. One one of the boys did do voicing for the English dub. Huh. Anyways, yeah, I think Glee should have an anime. I think if Glee were to have an anime, I would would want to see an adaptation of Glee Reprise as an anime. (laughs) (laughs) If I commission art from the right people, I can make that happen. Next question, then, is uh, from friend and former guest of the pod, Theo, at Four Whole Moons. Uh, That's four, like the number four. Whole, as in more than half, and moons, like moons. Moons, like the giant rock in the sky that watches us for the government. Yes. Theo asks, how long would each character last in a battle royale? And I think Theo maybe didn't know that we were talking about (laughs) the Glee Project. (laughs) Theo does not know we're talking about real people and is advocating for murder. That being said... Can we apply this to season two, then? Because I don't want to have to talk about real people fighting each other. I would like to apply this to the judges. Oh. Wait, are we including, is it like, is the pool contestants versus judges? No, I'm thinking it's it's Zach, Brooke, Eric, casting man. Robert. Robert, Ryan, and Ian, and Nikki, and Nikki's husband, because he was there once. Uh, Adam. Yes. They are all... In a pit with sticks, and they have to fight each other. And I think the winners would be Zack and Brooke because they're the most athletic of the group. And yes. then they make a truce to not fight each other. And so then they both get to win, like at the end of Hunger Games 1. Mm-hmm. That would be what I would say, too. I feel like I feel like Nikki would either be second, second to last out or the first out. Simply because she seems to have less muscle mass than the others do. <laughs> and this has nothing to do with our biases. As she has shown, she can be vicious, which is why I say that she could be second to last out. <laughs> Ryan Murphy would get distracted. <laughs> if we're talking about the Glee kids of season two, I'm going to say that Tina would win because everyone would forget she's there. 
Uh, and then whoever thought they mm-hmm. had won, she would then drain their blood because she is a vampire who could turn to bats as well. I think Lauren Zeiss would be runner-up. That's true. And you know what? I think if it was Lauren and Tina at the end, they would also refuse to kill each other. Mm-hmm. Why are we always pitting bad bitches against each other? <laughs> true. Very true. But also, Kurt could weaponize all of his jewelry and brooches into stabbing implements. All right, enough about murder. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Our next question is from former guest of the show, Lindsay, at lindsaym476. And our friend! And our friend! Glee Project contestants walk into the bar to drink their trauma away. What do they order? I don't know enough about alcohol. Lindsay, I'm sorry, you, Lindsay. You, know, you know for a fact that all I do when I need to get drunk is I, okay, well first I would pour straight vodka into a sparkling water and then just like chug that and then I black out. So I don't do that anymore. You know that Good. nowadays all I do is just drink a can of Mike's Hard Cran. <laughs> and I, I, don't, I don't do alcohol drinks. <laughs> I, don't, I don't do mixed drinks. If, if I go- were to go to Nicholas Hamilton's TikTok and look at all the mixed drinks he prepared, maybe I could guess based on personality, but honestly, I think if this is everyone goes drinking after their release from the Glee Project Wilderness Survival Camp, they all just grab the 2011 equivalent of White Claws and go nuts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whatever drink it is that you can drink to give yourself memory loss without harming the rest of the parts of your brain. It's alcohol. You're gonna be harming something. Yeah, yeah. Anyways. I'm, I'm sorry I couldn't give you a very satisfactory answer, Lindsay. <laughs> I don't know alcohol. <laughs> All right, our next question is from Theo. Which actors do you most want to hit on the head with a frying pan? I think we both know the answer. Do you want me to count us in? Yeah. Three, two, one, Eric White. Leah. Oh, okay. I was going for a Glee Project theme. Theo said actors. That's true. Eric White is not an actor. Leah Michelle. Yes. Close runner-up is um Matthew Morrison. Yeah. All I'm going to say about that is the fact that we found out from editor Emily that Matthew Morrison was going to be hosting uh, So You Think You Can Dance? No, 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 no. he was going to be judging. He was, he he, was sorry, not he was host. judging. Do not, do not put any shame on Kat Dealey's name no. in this no, house. No, 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 no. My bad, no. We, we found out from editor Emily that Matthew Morrison was going to be a judge on So You Think You Can Dance, and then less than a week later, one of us found a similar uh, updated link which mentioned that Matthew Morrison was going to be leaving So You Think You Can Dance after, sand- after uh, sending inappropriate text to a female competitor. <laughs> yeah, and it's well, it sounds like he was the judge for the auditions, and then he was removed from the show because of yeah, the sexual misconduct, and he'll be replaced with, I don't know, when the live performances start. Someone. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, no. on, the, on the Glee Project, it's Eric White. <laughs> Ready for the last question from Lindsay? Sure. So, from Lindsay again, what's the team-building beach sport the contestants play, a la Top Gun, and what's the vaguely queer song it's set to? I haven't seen Top Guns. Any of the Top Guns? Me neither, but I can tell. I can let you know that in Top Gun One, there is a homoerotic volleyball scene. Okay. Okay. It's it's it's, it's homoerotic because the, it, the all the men are shirtless in jeans and they're playing volleyball. And Welcome to the Danger Zone. I'm pretty sure is the song that's playing. Oh my god, <laughs> that sounds like something where they uh did not have any idea what they were doing until after it was in theaters, and they were like, "Uh oh." <laughs> no, I'm sure they didn't even realize then. I feel like the team building beach sport the contestants play has to be like 
Could taking a nap on the beach be a sport they bond See, to? I, I don't think there's any team's beach sports other than volleyball. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, horseback riding, but that's not team building. Playing with dogs on the beach? Going to a dog beach? <laughs> Hang on, it wasn't Danger Zone. This is a different song. Okay. Oh, because the, the song is called Playing with the Boys. <laughs> okay. That's why it's a homoerotic beach volleyball scene. Ah. Okay. So let me quickly Google homoerotic songs from 2011. I want you to also know that I'm Googling beach sports, and there is, um, it seems like it's mostly other sports that they add the word beach to, and I feel like the only ones that I really could see would be soccer, or, like, I think you can play cricket on the beach. That would be miserable. There's no traction. The ball would go, like, one foot and stop. Yeah. You could play bocce ball on the beach. Um. So, okay, I have a list of gay anthems, uh, specifically from t- 2010 and a few from 2011. We have We Are Who We Are by Kesha, Get Out of My Way by Kylie Minogue, Firework by Katy Perry, Dancing on My Own by Robin, Born This Way by Lady Gaga, and Run the World Girls by Beyonce. And I think out of all of these, Get Out of My Way has to be the one that's playing while they're playing beach volleyball. <laughs> yes. Would they do beach volleyball, soccer, or bocce ball? I think for the purpose of the homage, the boys are playing volleyball and the girls and Alex, oh no, the, the boys are playing volleyball and most of the girls are playing soccer and Hannah and Alex are just like tanning themselves or they're on the beach chairs with their fans. The lifeguard stands. And they're, 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 sun, they're fanning themselves. Yes. Also, the caveat here is that um, unlike in Top Gun, uh, these are all like... Musical theater nerds, so athletic ability uh, will have to be edited in post. (laughs) (laughs) Unless someone's really good at that kind of thing, in which case, please tell me. Yes, former contestants on the Glee Project, please message us and let us know if you're great at volleyball. (laughs) I mean, I wouldn't mind. I don't know if Marissa and Mickey are good at volleyball, but they seem like they've seen a lot of Haikyuu. LS2. Yeah, specifically after that one that you, yes. Probably also Bryce. But does, does Bryce do anime? He's got the vibes of someone who would probably watch some anime. But would he watch Haikyuu? Mm, maybe. Maybe not. I think he's more of a My Hero Academia. Yeah, I was gonna say My Hero Academia or Naruto. Yes. Anyways, time for the final question. It's from yes. Theo. <laughs> the question is, why Glee? The world may never know, Theo, Yeah, neither will we. (laughs) We still have a lot of podcasts to get through before we figure that out. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, ask us again in, like, what, like, three and a half years? (laughs) No, four and a half years. (laughs) But anyways, that's that's all we've got for the Glee Project. Yes. Finally, we have conquered the Glee Project Season 1. Yep. Next time... Wait, no, read out first. Did I start it? Did you start it? Who started this episode? We, we both started this we, episode. So, Mokil, I guess that means we both have to end this episode. So, ready? Yes, we have a script this time. So. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Three, two, one. Loser, Loser Like, like me, me is a part of the, the Corner Podcast, Podcast Network. Network. We, we can, can be heard, heard on your podcasting platform of choice, and if we aren't there, let us know, know and we'll work on getting, getting there. there. We can, can be found at LoserLikeMePod on Twitter and at LoserLikeMePod at gmail.com. Next time... Uh, we gotta figure out a date to record that thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Next time we got more Boko. Yeah. That we have to schedule. <laughs> um, depending on the schedule, we might have to do a different Boko and just move it up. <laughs> yeah. We'll figure it out. And then our other Boko will just, like, randomly drop in the middle of somewhere. 
<laughs> We're just gonna throw it at you with no pretense. Mm-hmm. It's fine. Everything's fine. Everything's totally fine. But yeah. If we keep saying it, maybe it'll be true. <laughs> but for the last time, and that's what the- You didn't count me in! Oh, sorry. <laughs> Three, two, one. And, and that's, that's what, what you missed, missed on The Glee Project. Project. Yeah. Just go ahead and grab a chair and listen now. As we riff the show, Tanner and Christine are gonna figure out why we love the show. Better grab your golden stars and slushies, cause you're listening. You're listening to Loser Like Me. Loser like me. Loser like me. Also, confession, while, while we were doing the outro to speaking in sync, I just muted my speaker so that I didn't have to worry about catching up or behind to you. Oh, good. That means my audio is going to sound <laughs> terrible. <laughs> It'll be fine.